All right, you guys, I'm so excited to have Aaron Zamet Ruddy. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> I had to go over it like three times. Here with us today, she is the author of a new lifestyle guide, The Little Book of Life Skills. Um, she is a contributing editor to parents, former glamour editor, and a longtime lifestyle journalist, a 19-year cancer survivor, and she sits on the board of directors of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I am so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on. I'm so pumped to be here. I mean, I think we all need life skills right now. Uh, you know, it's just been nothing's normal. So it's been even even in un, like normal, right? It, it it was hard to manage everything. It's just now we're all getting used to a new normal. Um, so tell me kind of what brought you into space of writing a book on life skills. Is it because you have all these tricks or is it because some struggle that kind of developed? It's definitely not because I have my life all together. Um, in fact, when I told friends that I got the book deal and that I would be writing this book, they were like, wait, Erin, you're writing a book on having your life in order? Like, that's funny. I was like, ah, ha, ha. I'm not writing it because I know all the things. I'm writing it because I want to know all the things. And um, I turned 40 and kind of realized I have three kids, I have a home, I have a job, I have all the things on paper that make you kind of feel like you're supposed to be an adult. And yet I was not going through my life with like any kind of ease. I felt frazzled. I felt like I was shooting from the hip all the time. I didn't have all these like systems in place that other adults seem to have, you know? Um, I have friends who like wake up early, do a little laundry, send five emails, meditate, do, you know what I mean? And those people just were like, whoa, that was amazing to me. Um, and I knew I didn't want to do all of those things, but um, I'm a lifestyle journalist. I've been a magazine journalist for 20 years. My job was to interview experts and get their best tips for how to live your life a little bit better. And so I thought, what if I went out to all of these different experts for all the things, you know, from how to wake up in the morning to how to fold a fitted sheet, how to, how to offer condolences, how to make a cheese board, how to send a work email, all the things that we have to do all day, every day. And just got the very streamlined, easy, basic, step-by-step -step ways to do those things just a little bit better <clears throat> so that we can get through our day with a little bit more ease and not feel so frazzled going from thing to thing to thing. And so that's why I put this book together. So what kind of experts can we find in this book that are kind of pouring into this as far as like knowledge? I mean, are they, they stars? Are they like, what, explain that a little bit. Yeah, so I tried to find like the best expert to talk about the specific thing um, or just really interesting people. So I have, you know, Bobby Flay is the guy who tells me how to make a perfect burger. Um, I have Rachel Ray. I have Jacques Pepin talking about how to make scrambled eggs. Gretchen Rubin is in the book talking about happiness and productivity, little hacks and things like that. Um, I have Ariana Huffington talking about how to unplug from your phone and also how to take a nap because she's a big, <laughs> she's a big proponent of naps. Um, I have Jim Quick, who's a really I cannot nap. Brain Can you nap? Can you nap? I cannot nap. I, nope. I've had three kids and with the whole like nap when nap when they nap thing. I was like, no way. Instead, I taught them how to sleep from a very early age at night, and that was my. That's how I survived. Um, no, I cannot nap, and it fascinates me when people can just like lay down in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, so it's all like big name, pretty big, you know, big name. I've Hoda, um, talking about positivity, how to wake up in the morning feeling positive. Um, and because, you know, I, like I said, I'm not the expert. I, I wrote the book because I need the book. And, um, but I do have, you know, because of my 
my job, I do have access to a lot of these people and, um, and it was, it was really cool to get to compile all of these great experts and have all the information. And I, I mean, you know, if anyone's looking at this, this is my copy that's flagged. My copy of my book is flagged in a million places because I wrote the thing, but I also reference it every day because, you know, I, I'm still a work in progress. Like we all are. We, as we say, we all are a work in progress. Um, yeah. And even, even the people that, you know, you think have it all together, there's other things that they're still figuring out. They're still sorting out. I mean, we are all a work in progress. Um, so we all are living in this pandemic environment right now. So what do you, what do you feel like as far as the life skills that you wrote about or read, a, you know, you, you were able to interview about in the book, what, what was able to apply to living in this pandemic environment? Um, so I think one of the things we all realized is how much time we spent in our kitchen cooking and cleaning, like, right. I mean, we do that anyway, but I wound up, um, I think that was a go-to for a lot of us was like, oh, we're just going to, we're going to make banana bread. We're going to make sourdough. We're going to cook and, and do all that. So I did lean a lot on the, how to empty a dishwasher properly, how to load a dishwasher properly, how to clean off your countertops. Um, I like one of the things I love in my, how to empty your dishwasher, um, page is it's from Rachel Hoffman and she's fantastic. She's a cleaning expert. And she says, step one is ask yourself what you're going to do with the next four to six minutes of your life. And unless it's like curing cancer, just empty the damn dishwasher, right? Like how many of us <laughs> open the dishwasher and then we use it like a cabinet throughout the day. We're like, Oh, I need a fork. I'll go into the clean dishwasher. And meanwhile, the dishes pile up in the sink because the dishwasher's full of clean dishes, you know, and it's just this whole thing that compounds and by the end of the day, you have like a messy house. Um, and that can cause this, like, for me, those types of things add up and cause this like angst and frustration that I don't know why, like, why am I yelling at my kids? Why am I annoyed by this text I just got? Oh, it's because my space is a mess or I didn't get to flip the laundry when I'm, whatever it is, you know? So, sure. um, so I definitely, some of those things really came in handy during the pandemic. Another one that I love, um, is this idea of don't put it down, put it away. And it's just a little mantra and it was for the tidier room from the tidier room page. And it's just this idea, like when you walk in your house, like instead of kicking off your shoes, put them in the closet, instead of throwing your jacket on, you know, the bench, hang it up. Um, and that's something I try to help my kids with myself. I have to remind myself, you know, like just getting dressed this morning, it was like, oh, I don't want to wear this shirt. And I was going to throw it on my bed. I'm like, Aaron, don't put it down, put it away, you know? Um, so just trying to, you know, realizing how much time we spent in the house, there are a lot of little hacks and tricks that we can play on ourselves almost, like these little challenges, like don't put it down, put it away, that can really help. Um, so that was certainly important for the pandemic. I mean, so it was like open a bottle of wine. That was a fun one. Make a cheese board. <laughs> like there were a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think. I think for me personally, having like an organized space, like I feel like if, if my home feels cluttered or uh, busy, I, I feel cluttered or busy. Um, so with all of us being home, when my, my kids are back in school right now, but when my kids were home being homeschooled, I was like, oh my gosh. So we had to set up like spaces and zones and really had to try to like, I had to make my kids start pitching in. Like I didn't realize how much I was actually catering to my children. And I'm like, no, I can't do this anymore. Cause what it leads to is the, the frustration and like not being organized. And, and I'm like, no, like we're, we're creating house rules and we're going to create responsibility and we're creating chores. And 
They're like, what, what is this for? I'm like, for you to be able to live here. <laughs> like it's stuff that honestly we should have already been doing. So I feel like there's also been a ton of like little lessons, um, in this, uh, you know, but I think that, that those little life skills and hacks, cause I'm even the same way. I get lazy as well. Like I, I can't stand stuff in the dishwasher. So that's one thing I'm like, get in, get it out. I can't stand stuff. I can't stand stuff in the laundry. Like I like, it's a constant revolving cycle and I like to get it done. But then what I do is a lot of times I'll stick it on my bed and then I'm like, why am I not just putting it away? Um, but I just stick it on my bed. It's all organized. I'm like, just take that extra step, Christy. Um, so I think that's a really great advice. Exactly. Um, it's, it's so much of the book is about taking that extra step, like closing the loop, just finishing the job, you know, and it yep. makes such a difference. Like you, you don't struggle with this. I do, which is sink zero, which is getting everything out of your sink. Like if you're good at that, like that was something I had to learn. And we talk about that in the book, which I just, I love that concept of sink zero. And it's like, get yourself to sink zero at the end of the day. So when you wake up and come downstairs in the morning to make your coffee or make school lunches or whatever it is, you see a clean kitchen and like a clean surface. And there's actually like, you know, research that shows like clean, our eyes go to the surfaces. And if you see a clean surface, you just feel like a little less stressed out, right? There's just something about sure. it. Um, and it is that, that idea. I think it's Gretchen Rubin who says like outer order, inner calm. Right. And so yep. like, that's why we like that order. Um, and yeah, so all of those little things and closing the loop is so hugely important. And it's something that, you know, putting your laundry away is like that. I think that's in all caps in the book. It's like, do a load of laundry and put it away. Like, Cause that's <laughs> the hardest part. Is, you know what I mean? Like I can do it. I don't mind doing it. It's the folding and putting away. I love the closing the loop concept because I feel like as humans, we thrive in progression, right? We we thrive when there is something completed and that that loop closing is what is that is that completion. But I, I'm the same way. I mean, I feel like I have so many like little things right now in my life. Um, and I feel like I honestly constantly have things going on, like so much going on. And I'm like, am I doing this to myself? And then I'm like, yeah, I kind of am, you know? Um, but if you can close those loops on those things that just... Uh, will open up more brain capacity and and hopefully not things just to fill it with more things, but hopefully finding that balance and that priority. So I think that's a great tip. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. Um. So I'm curious, you are a cancer survivor. Do you mind me asking what type of cancer? Not at all. I was diagnosed when I was 23 with chronic myelogenous leukemia, which okay. is, um, it's like a slow moving form of leukemia. And um, when I was diagnosed, I was working at Glamour Magazine at the time. And <clears throat> I kind of thought, like we didn't really know what we were dealing with for a couple of days. And, um, what was crazy is total side story is that glamour magazine had just done a story on three women with CML with the type of leukemia that I had. So when I told my boss, cause I'm an open book and I went back from my doctor's appointment, I was like, I think I have cancer and we cried and it was like very dramatic, but 
we also um, were able to, in the magazine, like talk to the writer, talk to the doctors, and who knew about this rare cancer. And the reason it was in the magazine is that a drug had just been approved for my specific type of leukemia. And it's, it was a pill that targeted the bad cells without, um, without damaging any of the good cells, which meant I could literally like take a pill that would cure my cancer. And it took the survival rate from, for CML, like five-year survival rate was very, was like 50%. And now it's like 95%. And I've been living for 20 years. I take my, I still take my pill every day, Gleevec. I've had, when I was able to go off of it to have three kids, but <clears throat> it's really, it was like a hundred percent, a medical miracle that doctors found this drug and it was approved by the FDA just six months before I was diagnosed. Wow. Yeah. I lost, um, I lost an aunt to acute leukemia. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not very familiar, but I am, you know, I've been exposed to that type of cancer and it's, it's scary. Oh, it's so scary. I'm sorry about your aunt. Acute is terrible. Um, yeah, it was like, it was a very short, I mean, it was less than a year from her diagnosis to, you know, when she lost her battle and it was just aggressive. Um, I'm curious, you know, I, you were 23 and when I, when I, I want to say that's young, cause I feel like, you know, but I was married and had a child at 23. So we're 23 is relative to our age. What do you feel like life skills, or do you feel like anything that's in this book that helped you get through that period of your life? Cause I would imagine that's a, a very scary and overwhelming thing. Um, is there a life skill that you kind of took away from that experience? Uh, some, you know, I think that anything that happens to us is happening to us with intention and purpose and reason. So I do feel like when something hard happens, we have to look for the good and the gratitude. So what came out of that for you? A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm flipping through the table of contents. I'm like, hmm. Calm down before reacting. That was a good one. Um, I do think that's something that came out of it for me. Um, I do have a lot of interpersonal skills in the book that I put in here, um, even before the pandemic. But um, I have like offer condolences, help a friend through a tough time, calm yourself down, let something go, um, be like, be kinder to yourself. Like all of these things that I feel maybe weren't life skills. Like when I was heading off to college, it was important that I knew how to like do a load of laundry and um, write a check, which I don't even think kids have checkbooks anymore. Right. But, um, but those were the life skills that I was prepped with. And now I feel like we do such a better job of the um, emotional, social, emotional kind of stuff with our kids. And so anyway, I had all this stuff in the book because I feel like it's, it's so important. And after you know, going through what I went through, my sister also was diagnosed with cancer 18 months after I was Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so our whole family was just like down for the count for a couple of years, many years. And, um, we went through this huge, huge experience together. But for me, um, it's, it's all about like the perspective, I think. And it's all about, um, you know, it's, it's none of it was the end of the world, right? Like, and none of this stuff in here is the end of the world. And I think that's what comes through in the book. It's like, you know, we're all just trying our best, you know, does it really matter if you do this hundred percent perfect every time? Absolutely not. Is it going to make you feel a little bit better? Probably. So why not? You know what I mean? Like for me, right. I'm very, um, I think that's sort of what I, I've always been really not easy on myself after cancer, but I kind of slowed down. I was super ambitious as a 23 year old. I was working at Glamour. I wanted to do and be everything. 
And having that diagnosis happen shifted my whole life plan a little bit. And I wound up writing a ton about cancer. I wrote a cancer memoir. I traveled the world speaking. I started, I became an advocate. I raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for leukemia and it gave my life a different kind of purpose than the one I had thought. Um, but it all kind of was in the same realm. You know, I was still writing. I wanted to be a writer. I was still writing. And um, I think it's made me learn to adapt, I guess, the most. And I think, but partially, I wonder sometimes like with the book, like maybe I didn't learn how to do some of these things because I was like, well, I have cancer. Do I really have to fold a fitted sheet too? Like, come on. You know, like I think I was like a little too easy on myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, I had cancer at 23. There's no way I need to do laundry also. Like that's ridiculous. Um, and so at 40, I kind of had to go back and brush up on all of these life skills. But um, but yeah, the cancer stuff was such, uh, you know, it's such a cliche to say, but it really, um, it really, and, and of course we had a good outcome, but it really enriched my life and my family's life in so many great ways. And it's still such a huge part of my life. I, a week doesn't go by that I don't get, um, an email or a text from somebody who was recently diagnosed or wants to connect or if I can help in any way. And those are the calls and the emails that. I stop everything and do whatever I can because in that moment when you're going through that crisis and you don't know, like having access to someone or, or anyone who can just give you information or be kind to you or any of those things. They can understand what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Just understand completely. Like, yeah. And so I'll never stop doing, you know, doing that part of it, even though fortunately it's been 19 years for me and, um, I have way other issues that, that have nothing to do with cancer. You know, like my, the, the stuff that keeps me up at night is not cancer related. Thank goodness. Um, but, but yeah, so I think um, it's a very long answer to your question, but. No, I think it's the perfect answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, who is the favorite expert in your book? Do you have a favorite? I mean, could you narrow it down to like a favorite? Um, could I narrow it down to a favorite? Let me think. Um, I do. I have, I have several favorites. I will say talking to Bobby Flay about burgers was so fun um, because he is just very passionate about burgers and um, he likes American cheese on his burger. And I just was kind of like in those moments, I was like, this is really cool that this is my job, that I get to talk to these people um, about the thing that they're most passionate about. Right. I also, and this is a little different. And I, and I said this to Nora McEnany, um, who has an awesome podcast called terrible things for asking. She lost her husband and her dad within weeks, um, to cancers. And, um, anyway, she is a grief expert and she did how to offer condolences. And I did my interview with her at a pumpkin farm. Cause she just called me randomly and was like, Hey, can you talk now? Like she's a mom and she's, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to go in that maze. Like, sure. So I sent my husband into the like pumpkin maze and I sat in my car and we did an interview and it just, she just blew me away with just her work. You know, her, everything she said made so much sense. And it, you know, condolences, helping friends through tough times was always something that sort of tripped me up. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to bring. You don't know how to act. You don't know if you're going to say the wrong thing. And we laughed and we talked and she just was so open and frank and, um, and it changed for me. And, and sadly, I, it's something, you know, at, at my age, like I do have to offer, you know what I mean? And I do have to do that, not every day, but it is, it is part of life. And I do think it's a life skill. And I was so proud to have her 
in the book and I loved chatting with her and I just think she's a fantastic person. Um, and then on a totally different side would be Marissa Mullen, who is my cheese board expert. She has um, th that cheese plate on Instagram. I highly recommend it. It's gorgeous and she's fantastic. And I spent, you know, I wrote the book for six to eight months and I think I made a cheese board like once a week. My friends were just, this was back when we could, you know, share our cheese board. Now I feel like <laughs> no one would touch, would touch my cheese board, but it was like, that was a really fun one too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was, it was, it was just such a great project to get to talk to all these people. And you, I mean, you get to talk to people too, who are passionate about I do. Things, right? I and do. Isn't it fun? I do. It lights you up. It's contagious. Well, it is. And this is, this book is your life's work. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's things that happen to you, but it's also how your passions and your career and everything intertwined. Like you were the only person that could write this book and with the resources, the knowledge, and then being able to read that book. It's like, when you read a book, you usually get, you know, someone's career, their life, like 10 years of knowledge packed into a book. What's cool about this is <laughs> it's like, you have like this compilation of all of this knowledge of everyone's passion and all these hacks. Um, so that's just a really cool thing about your book is uh, it kind of condenses all of this information and all these, these different picks. But yes, absolutely. I mean, it's such a gift to be able to interview people like yourself and, you know, where, where their passions are and whether it be, you know, their passion is about retirement, which that sounds super boring to some people, but it's super exciting for, for others. Um, and all of these different things, uh, you know, when they become experts on them and that becomes their passion, it becomes contagious. And it really is uh, something that I really feel like we're on this earth to connect um, and to meet different people. And if we can, we're here to like learn from everybody. Like you have something to teach me. I have something to teach you. And you know, there's a reason for a different connection. So uh, I love what you've done. And I, I completely agree. Like what a cool thing um, uh, that you're able to compile all these different experts. So how many experts do you, do you think you have in the book? Do you know that number? Um, that's such a good question. Um, it's something like a hundred and over a hundred. Okay. There's 152 little tricks. Um, I'm going to totally look that up now because I should have that. I should know that offhand. Um, I use some of them a couple of times. Like Gretchen Rubin is just so fantastic that I had her do a couple of different life skills in the book. Um, but yeah, there are just, there are so many experts and what, what my job is. And I hope, you know, I think I, I did it well. And I hope that's why the book is successful is I took their information, pared it way down ran it through my own it's in my own voice and it's sort of like i am taking you along saying like oh my god you guys i didn't know that's how you tell what side of the car your gas tank is on you know like i have something on pumping gas a little arrow the little arrow i learned i learned that like five years ago and i was like really yeah, <laughs> yeah so the little arrow and it's me being like, I mean, this makes your life easier. It just does. And like doing these little things well, it's not about doing it well so that you can post something on Instagram or have a beautiful pantry that, you know, makes everybody jealous of you. It's, it's because like, this is life and doing these things well, it's not, you know what I mean? Like once you realize that life is sending a, you know, a tough work email or going to the grocery store or prepping dinner or cleaning up or um, you know, offering condolences, the, those are the things that make up life. So if you can do those things well and feel proud of yourself and just not feel, or, or at the very least, not feel 
flustered, not get halfway through and be like, wait, what's going on? Why is this so hard? You're going to have a better day. Right. And that for me, it's like, that's all I really want. I just really want to be, you know, you know, have hits of joy in these places where maybe you wouldn't normally, right? Like you open your pantry and it's organized and you're like, oh, there's the sauce that I need. You're like, wow, nice, Aaron. Come downstairs and the sink is cleaned up. That gives you like a sense of pride. You're like, sweet. I don't have to deal with this crap right now. Cause guess what? There's a million other things of crap that you have to deal with that just, you know, come at you all day long, right. That you can't plan for. So being able to do these things that we have control over um, and being able to do them with just a little bit more, you know, being a little more mindful, taking that deep breath, like focusing on the task at hand and doing it well, or just a little bit better um, has made such a difference. And it does. And, and I, you know, talking to you makes me realize like, Oh, I need to, I'm going to like re-up my game again, because it does. It, 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 you know what I mean? Like I have to remind myself because you get away from some of this stuff. We and, all do. And in every aspect of life, I mean, we really do. And it's, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm wired to let go. And like, it's not until I take a break and I rest and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Why don't I do this more? You know? Uh, so it's even like, you know, extremes of the other area. So we all are uh, here, I think, to help each other, like connect each, with each other and kind of push each other along. Um, like I said, we're, we're all here to teach each other. So I love it. Well, where can everyone buy this book, find this book? Where can they find out more information about you? Uh, can you kind of give everyone that information? Sure. I, um, so I'm on Instagram at Aaron Z Ruddy and I do fun little, um, tutorials and I do IG lives with some of the great experts from the book. I just did one on email, which is game changing. I don't know if you need a good email expert, but oh my gosh, Justin Kerr, incredible. We're all writing terrible emails. <laughs> and if we can write them better, we're going to save the world. Um, anyway, um, um, at aaronzamatreddy.com is my website. Um, and I'm blogging again, which was my original, like, I was one of the OG bloggers at Glamour a million years ago when blogs were like just coming out. So that's fun. Um, and is that it? So Instagram and my website. Oh, and my book. That's important. Your book. It's yeah, you definitely, definitely buy the book. Um, it is on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on Target. It's, you can really find it anywhere where you buy books. And if you want to support your local independent bookstore, they, if they don't carry it, they can order it for you. Um, and there's also information to get signed copies on my website. So um, check it out. Anyway, this is, this was so fun. Yes. Thank you. So it was. <laughs> uh, no, I'm inspired talking to you and I, I can't wait to read it and to see all the different hacks because little things like that, uh, gas, like what, what side is the gas on was like a hack for me that was like, what this just changing my world. So, uh, I love There's it. I can't so wait to see all the different I hacks. I have a napping page. You never know. You might be a napper yet. <laughs> <laughs> is very, very passionate about napping. So she does have some really good advice. And it's, Maybe. you know, about murder your Yeah. I love it. Well, Erin, thank you so much for being here. You guys go check her out, grab her book. This would be an amazing um, gift for a friend, uh, you know, that is going through a tough time or just needing some inspiration. I feel like that's like the perfect gift. It's like these small little hacks that seem simple and easy to read that you can apply. So Again, thanks for being here, Aaron. And you guys, we will be back next week for more. 
You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.